maybe you should go to church more often. If you want to get service, selection, and price so low, the Record Archive is the place to go. We made it to episode 200. 200 episodes. Which seems crazy. I cannot believe it. Thinking back to that first, pre-first show, <laughs> when we were trying to record and we're like, mm, we're throwing the stuff in the garbage. Yep, we threw it in a box. But nope, our stubbornness, we're still here. <laughs> Endeavor to persevere. <laughs> yes. And here we are. <laughs> How was your week? It was good. good. How was your week? It was pretty good. Good. Yeah. Um, other than a Chinese weather balloon falling in our backyard, it was pretty uneventful. Yeah, there was that, but... We do have a great guest. <laughs> Three great guests for this episode. <laughs> we do. We had uh, Richie from Grey Puffer on in June of 2020. Episode 62... Um, and he has returned with two of his bandmates to talk about their new record. Yep. And it's a great conversation. It is an awesome conversation. Um, so instead of babbling, do you want to play a new Gravehopper song and then get into the conversation? Yes. Let's play Inferno off of their upcoming release, Depart from So Much Evil, which is coming out this Friday the 17th.
Hey, Richie. Hey. How's it going? How's it going? Very good. How are you? It's I'm Richie. We got Mike. Hey, and Mike. Travis here as well. Hey, hey guys. Hello, hello. Howdy. Hey, uh, Richie. Thanks for talking to us again. And uh, Mike and Travis, thank you. And it's nice to meet you too. Thank you for your time, and it's nice to meet you as well. Good to be here. Thank you. Thanks. Um, did you guys have to miss church for this? Uh, <laughs> How'd you know? I made, it to, I, I, I made it to Sunday school, but I skipped the sermon. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Richie, you were on uh, episode 62. And that was wow. June of 2020. And Holy crap. now you are going to be on episode 200. Holy Ooh. shit. Wow. That's awesome. Dang. This is a clip show. <laughs> so, Depart from So Much Evil is going to be released on Friday the 17th, correct? Correct. Um, yes. I was wondering what uh, what are the lyrical themes of this record? Uh, this the, is Travis talking. Yeah, this is Travis, and uh, like the first song is about the harsh realities of capitalism mm -hmm. and working yourself to death. Uh, the second one is a tongue-in-cheek song about Andy Griffith uh, losing his shit because the town's so dumb <laughs> and uh and and cleansing the town of the stupidity and uh the third song is about which richie wrote the lyrics to that and we all took a took a song on the first side and uh it's about struggling with depression and getting through it mm -hmm. and then the fourth song's a cover from uh, mike's old days and it's just straight up uh, be people being so obsessed with, with war and religion both at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the last half of it is uh, inspired by the uh, Dante's Divine Comedy. And, uh, and that is uh, about a guy finding out what love is about by trying to find his deceased love and he takes a journey through hell, purgatory, and heaven, and uh, to find her. But he learns other things about him, about himself, and about things while he's doing that. And that—that's a—that's probably the focal point of the album. And it's the title track. So that's cool. And uh, you did very metal, very metal. Find going out and trying <laughs> to find, <laughs> find love. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You guys released a, a video for Inferno. Yes, that has. It looks like. Um, what's the footage in that? That, that you that's used? from uh, like a. Uh, I think it's an Italian version of uh, Dante's Inferno. They made like a. They just did the Inferno part and made a silent movie out of it. I just cut out all the words and stuff and p made the scenes fit to the song. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's a cool video. Yeah. Thanks, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, did all of you take turns writing lyrics then? Is that what I understood from Travis? 
Um, I wrote all the lyrics except for Brainstorm, but, oh, okay. but like on the songs we all took, like it was their concepts and they wrote most of the riffs and stuff like that. Yeah, like if we have an idea for a song, we just tell Travis what we're thinking and then he kind of connects all the dots and actually writes the words down. Wow, that's really awesome. Yeah, he's kind of like he write, he write, like you tell him something and he makes like a book report about it. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it is, really. Yeah. It really is. That, that might be a little less metal than love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. So yeah, that's probably the hardest thing that we had to tackle was when we started working on the paradise part. We're like, well, what are we supposed to play here? Because it's supposed to be all about love. Being in heaven. That was the hardest like... thing, was trying to come, like, but to me, that's the most brutal part of the song. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's like the most intense, for sure. It's like, fuck. It's got some black metal parts going on. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so the Slayberry song is the, the Andy Griffith losing his shit song, yeah. right? Yes. Um, <laughs> it, so listening to the intro of that um i heard there's like one split second of the first whistle of the theme <laughs> yeah and i thought yeah. i know that's from andy griffith it's gotta be <laughs> yes. you're the first person that's brought yes. that up is he the first person yes. i figured out yes. 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 <laughs> nice. we were recording <laughs> and uh, that got put on there by accident. Yeah. That's out of cold. <coughs> I'm sorry, some drink went down the wrong hole. Okay. That's all right. You okay? I was laughing about Andy Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that whistle was just an accident. And, but but I heard it in my head and I was like, oh shit. So I just started, I didn't say anything to the guy. I just started chopping it up so that I could put it so that it was in time with the song. Yeah. And Richard kept saying, Hey, the whistle's still in there. Hey, the whistle's still in there. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, wait till he hears this. <laughs> I, I pushed play and everybody just died laughing. That's great. I was like, okay, we're Timing leaving that. Perfect. We gotta leave that. Yeah. <laughs> the whistle's great. That was, that was yeah, a good was choice awesome. to leave that. Thank it's, you. It's a good balance to have enough of it. It was two make, notes. I think it's two yeah, notes of the whistle. But I don't know if that's enough to get sued over. So it's like, <laughs> <All right. laughs> perfect balance. You know? When you first heard it, were you like, what is that? I, I was like, that, that's that got to be Andy Griffith. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the first person. Yeah, nobody's to catch that. Yeah, nobody's mentioned it. <laughs> nice. Nice little uh, subtle whistle in there. Yeah. <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> so, um, this record's going to be um, Black Doomba again? Yes. Yes. Nice. Um, who did the artwork for this this record? Uh, uh, Eric Sweet. He's, he did the artwork for our last two, last two, last yeah. two records. Yeah, so this is the third one. Hmm. Yeah, he's done a lot of artwork for us in the, in the past. And he's a... He was like one of our friends that used to live here. Now he's a, he lives in uh, San Antonio. He's a teacher down there and he paints like when it's in his spare time. But I wish he had more time to paint because man, he does some amazing stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. How did you find him? I met him like in '91. Uh, I was I used to be a lot skinnier, so I used to skateboard all the time. And uh, 
me and my friend were skateboarding at the, at the local college and uh, we seen this girl that we knew and she said, hey, there's a new guy that just moved here from Italy. His name, we call, his, everybody calls him Dr. Death. <laughs> I was like, what? And they're like, it was the middle of summer. And she's like, he's wearing, he wears a leather jacket every day. <laughs> and she's, it's got paint all over it. She didn't know much about the crust punk scene or anything. So me and my friend were skating around, and, like we see him off in the distance, and he does. He has a black jacket, and black pants, and black boots. <laughs> so we just skate right over to him. And we're like, "Hey, where, what's your name?" And he's like, "Eric." And we're like, "Everybody calls you Doctor Death." He's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like real chill. He's like they call me Doctor Death. I said, "That's a that's what we were told you're called." And he's like, "Let's fuck that." But yeah, he had like a crass. You know, he had like he was a, a punk from Italy. You know, we have dreads then too. <laughs> no, John did. John had dreads. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, we became. I lived right by the college, so they're constant. Him and uh, my other friend, they're constantly coming over to my house, and we would like do mind expanding things and draw a lot and paint. Like I, he was just he's just like a brother, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We try to like include our friends, and like if, uh, if we we're lucky enough to have a lot of friends that are super talented right. at other things, <laughs> yeah. And like we can say, hey, you want to come play guitar on this? Hey, do you? We need we need an album cover, and they they always help us out. You know? Right. We need horns on this. We need cello on this. You know, we've got friends that yeah, orchestra friends. You know, I mean, yeah. You guys got a village over there. Yeah. We do. Yeah. <laughs> this little town has a ton of musicians in it. <laughs> Like per capita, we have to be insane. Yeah, yeah. honestly, I know a freakish amount of really good guitarists. Yeah, <laughs> came from they here. Live here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's weird. Do you guys? You guys do your own recording, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then do you have someone else mix and master it, or do you guys do that too? Um, I mix it. This is Mike, and. Mm -hmm. Um, we send it off to our, one of our old friends, this guy, Gary, he used to work at a studio in St. Louis and in New Orleans, mm -hmm. New Orleans. He lived there. I don't know if he worked there or not. Didn't like, he also work in Arizona at some, some point? He's worked in a few different studios. I school in Arizona. But, uh, he, uh, he, he usually masters our albums for us and we send it off and like, you know, he always like, well, be, he'll be super picky about it. That's what I like. It's like the, the our old drummer mixed down your fault and he sent it back seven times and oh, I was wow. like you gotta fix this you gotta fix that <laughs> this issue here this yeah. issue there but then when I, I sent in a necro eclosion he goes oh this will work I was like holy shit he didn't even send it back <laughs> right. and the last one he's like was loving nice. right last one he was like Richie was sending me the post he was sending he's like I love this mix I love it I love it <sighs> So we're like, yeah, he's super happy about this. This one, I think, is our best sounding album so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it sounds great. Yeah, it, it really does. Thanks. Yeah, it, it sounds really good. So you guys are moving in the right direction then. No sendbacks from uh, right. yeah. <laughs> mastering. <laughs> yep. So how, how, how is... Albums, so, albums sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just said two albums in a row with no sendbacks. Yeah, that's that's nice. <laughs> how how is um? Well, I guess I have two questions. Um, 
so Richie and Mike, you were part of the band from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then and then Travis came in twenty nineteen ish or something like that. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Well, right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, it would have been twenty nineteen. I thought COVID was twenty twenty. Was it? Yeah. 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 I guess it was right at the beginning of twenty. Yeah, because yeah, the show started canceling. Because right I got, I got, yep. I joined the band like two weeks before the first show. That's right. And I was like shitting bricks. I was like terrified. But, <laughs> and then the album was like half half the music was done or most of the music was done. So it was right in the middle of Necroclosions. So I kind of took over. That's why like half of it has Jay, the drummer on that album, yeah, he sings singing a songs. because they were prepared to mm-hmm. still keep recording the album if they didn't get a singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's. Well, he, the, the he's first singer, he quit. In the middle of recordings, that's why. Yeah. That's what set that up. That's what set yeah, that up. Yeah. Right. yeah, he just walked out of the vocal booth. He's like, "Guys, can I be real with you for a second? And we're like, "We just signed a contract like thirty minutes earlier." Oh yeah. fuck! <laughs> yeah, and he comes out. He's like, "Uh, I'm just not feeling this anymore." Oh my god! And we all just kind of looked at each other. We're like, "Okay," <sighs> and like he like, walked out. We're just kind of stunned. Yeah, mm. that was. But we knew, like, we like we can't let this set us back. We have to use it as a something that made us take a, a better turn. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right. yeah. So we just attacked it head on and mm. kept going. Did you guys, exp- did you see that coming? Like, did you get a vibe from him or was he completely off guard? Well, it, it'd be kind of like when we had a long drive. He would always put headphones on and, like, be watching, like, it was on his phone and he wouldn't be involved in the conversations. Mm. So you could kind of tell he was kind of like, he wasn't into it anymore. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, it sucked, but it wasn't a big surprise. Yeah. Right. And he probably did of, you guys a favor, too, if he wasn't feeling honestly, it. Honestly, yeah. 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 I think he did because it's got, I think it's gotten better. I like Travis's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think Travis just, I mean, he seems to have a more of a. More hungry. Of that, too. But he's got like this more in his toolbox to um to use vocally you know and uh he's just got more variety i, su- I guess is what i'm trying to say but you know the thing with james was like when we were playing some of these shows further out he was like hey can i get the keys to do some vocal exercises in the truck or whatever you know or in the van oh, yeah, towards the end he yeah. was getting more into it yeah and so that was i think that's what confused me a little bit because there were some kind of mixed signals because like mike was saying he would like check out on the way home and stuff. And we we're I just kind of put it down to oh he's tired or whatever. Yeah. But you know, looking back on it, you know, hindsight, yeah, I mean, it's like, well, maybe he was kind of sometimes he was into it and sometimes he wasn't. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But yeah. It seemed like he was trying to take it more serious. But maybe that was for show. I mean, who knows? Or maybe his last ditch attempt. Maybe yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. he was trying to see, is this see if really, really what I want to do. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But he does stand-up comedy now. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's, he is pretty funny. <laughs> he is. It's weird. Me and him have been best friends since, like, fifth grade. So it's like it's like if one friend replaced another. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. That, uh, you, of all people, yeah. replaced James. And usually, like, uh, we play sometimes at the place where he works. And so he'll jump up. On, if he's like has time, he jumps up on stage. He'll do two or three songs. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So there's no yeah, bad blood then. Fun, but actually, it is a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, we're still friends and everything. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's awesome. Yeah. And I agree with you guys, Travis. You have um, very dynamic vocals. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. 
Well, Travis is more of a musician too. Like he can play like keyboards and guitar and so and flute. <laughs> yeah, burger, burger. <laughs> I'm the hand owner from hell, man. <laughs> He's like, always like, "We ever need a drummer, man? I'll just yeah. do a hand bone." Yeah, if I had like an ele- a, a, a like a spandex suit with these drum pads on my chest, <laughs> I'd be Gene Hoagland up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous and start doing drums on my chest. Well, his grandpa was like the very first famous snapper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he paved the way for snapping right? <laughs> snapping moves in yeah. the ever saw. like you know fever from elvis presley yeah he's he's pantomiming those snaps those snaps are my great-grandfather's <laughs> <laughs> anytime uh, a legend needed a big snapper they called my grandfather like, we need snaps <laughs> call old man mckenzie over here <laughs> the best snaps you ever heard <laughs> they just cut right through They're the like a duck his snaps are like a duck. It reverberates yeah. somehow. Yeah, VH. VH. <laughs> sounds like two. Yeah. Oh, man. No effects like sounded like that. Yeah. It sounded like the $6 million man when he was out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they had it behind the music about him on VH1, but they never aired it. It's so controversial because there's so much cocaine use. You could like, be just shocked the at how snappers, much yeah. how much a problem cocaine is in the snapper world uh, they're only rivaled by the clappers the guys that clap real clean claps yeah, <laughs> clean claps, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is the part okay, you're sorry you got off the rails that's probably the part you're going to cut out before you oh, anyway. that, that's gold I guess I don't have to ask about hidden talents now <laughs> <laughs> So has your, as a band, has the songwriting process changed over the years since, you know, different lineup changes and um, now your drummer is in uh, Colorado, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, Todd. Yeah, that part of it kind of stinks because we did used to like, we would just jam on Mm. things and a lot of times things would just, we just pull, you know, things would just come out. Mm -hmm. So that, that part of it's gone. Mm. But we have a drum machine and we have all the drum tracks that we, that's how we practice. We just play the drum tracks through our PA mm-hmm. and we just play to it. But it is kind of weird. I mean, it's the same it's, version every time. It's kind of, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's different, yeah. but we just, we want to play shows. So yeah. How does if it, anybody is within a Joplin area and they want to play drums, man, they need to hit us up because it's been two years. I right. Think. About two years. Yeah. How, but we still, you know, I still write stuff. Richie writes stuff. We write stuff together, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, it just keeps progressing. Yeah, I feel like we're always writing, like whether we're thinking about it or not. You know, like it's the stuff always comes out when we're jamming, and sometimes I'll just be sitting at home and I'll be playing. You know, just I'll pick up the instrument and play, and I'll record a whole shitload of stuff on my phone, and whether it's good or whether it's not, you know, is for up for the rest of us and we'll just figure it out and um yeah that's i don't know i feel like we're just kind of adjusting to our circumstances <laughs> you know like, again again yeah like yeah. i feel like every year or two we have to adjust how we work yeah yeah i think it kind of keeps the music fresh though yeah, I, maybe, like, yeah. I like that i think Plus, we learn from it every time. Yeah, honestly, dude, we really do. Yeah. We don't ever let it like beat us down or anything. Nah, it obviously we want to keep making music, 
regardless of what gets thrown at us. So yeah. we'll just keep riding. No, they just become hurdles. Yeah. Know? They don't become roadblocks. Right. That's what Tommy said about us. Like, cause we called him right after James quit. We're like, Hey dude, we <laughs> know we just so signed the contract <laughs> electronically, but our, our singer just quit. He's like, what are you guys going to do? And we're like, well, we're going to finish recording this song today. And then, uh, Jay's going to sing on the, he's like, he just started laughing. He's like, I love you guys. And he's like, you guys you're just plodding along. <laughs> you, guys, you guys just don't let anything stop you. That's so, yeah, so we finished recording for the day. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so when you when you guys play live now, how does that work as far as like the three you practice together, but how does mm -hmm. how does Todd fit in when he comes? He does he come and practice a few times and then you play out or does he just meet you at the venue? Uh kind of depends on where we are where we feel we are with the tightness of the set yeah um we'll at least get a one or two yeah usually we like we do get one or two but there have been a couple times where we've just uh, had to meet with him and us playing that the show's the first time we played together yeah. but it's on a set that we've done several times before yeah the but, the, when he first joined up and he came we thought we'd need two practices and so we said hey let's get here two days early so we can practice mm. but and we could have played a show that night because yeah, this guy, like, he's he, prepared, he man. is prepared. Man. Nice. He's oh, a, yeah. Yeah. After that the show, like, I was like, shit. after the show, he's watching his his uh, phone. So I was like, oh, here we go. You know, he's going to check out. But he was watching the show. I go, what are, you, are you watching the show? He's like, yeah. He goes, I took notes where I screwed up and I'm watching like why I screwed up and how to fix it. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm like, Damn. Yeah, yeah he's like <laughs> super. He's in several bands, and he always has been mm, for, for 30 years. For good reason. Honestly. So it's like he's constantly playing. So he's like always at his peak. <laughs> like he's he's a really good musician. He really is. Like and it's really easy to get along with. Yeah. Like that's the main thing. It, really. It'd be he's hard so to have back. a drummer in Colorado Springs if it wasn't him because he's yeah. so prepared and he works on it in his free time so much, and we mm -hmm. can always count on him. There's something to be said for being that tight and yeah. being in a different state because I think a lot of people depend on band practice yeah. to do a majority of their <laughs> practicing. Oh yeah, if he he just tells us, hey, I went and run through the set today because he has a setup like we do. Like he could go in and put it through the PA and like play with it. So, mm -hmm. and I've known him for a long time, so he could be like, hey, I'm, I'm not. He could be real with me, and, and you know. I would still be his friend if he's like, hey, I got to quit. I'd be like, okay, man, it was, it was fun while it lasted, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he's a, uh, he, he, he actually came back to Joplin to visit and he came to one of our shows and I saw him there and I said, oh, did you fucking move back here? He's like, <laughs> I said, we need a drummer. And he's like, and this is before we played. And he's like, no, my, he said, my son moved back here. He goes, but I'm still in Colorado. And I was like, damn it. I said, we're still, he goes, you guys still looking for a drummer? I'm like, yeah. And so then we played the show. And after the show, he goes, what are you guys going to do about a drummer? And I said, we're getting ready to buy a drum machine. He's like, oh, you can't do that. Like, that was like <laughs> blasphemy to him. Yeah, he was like, no, we're not doing he goes, that. Uh, he goes, when you play big shows and you do these, these little tours you do, he's like, I'll be your guy. He goes, to stop looking for somebody for tours i'm your guy and he went home and learned the songs and yeah. kicked their butt dude yeah. i know i was yeah. like when we it was blew my mind i was like never played with anybody so prepared like that it was just crazy yeah, travis had never played with the a drummer at his like caliber right and i kept telling him i go wait till you hear the songs 
with the death metal drummer that's mm. on point. I said, once me and him lock in, dude, it's going to be insane. Right. And after the first show, Travis was like, my ears felt weird. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was breathing and sucking in and out. Right. Dude, that's locking with those kicks, dude. It's like, bugga, 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 right. bugga. It is. It's really cool. It's like, you don't even have, it's, it's weird. Like you don't worry about what you're playing so much. It's more of like how, how you're feeling it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like I notice when I'm, like when I'm playing with, like when we're all like on our game, like I don't even feel like we're playing music. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it just uh, I don't know how to describe it. But. Yeah, Todd on the album. Todd was on the first half, and then the guy did the other half, the depart the twenty two minute song. Uh, his name's Luke, and he helped us out too. But he's a busy dude with other bands. Uh, so he let us know that he we needed to find somebody else as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. But he uh, he he was just too busy, and like I said, he learned how to play metal drums uh, for us. So and we didn't have to cancel any shows because our after we got to playing shows, our first show was a live stream, and then that's when our our drummer quit after that li uh, <laughs> live stream. Huh. And oh. then it was like a month later before we were gonna start playing shows again. We thought we were gonna cancel shows, but Luke stepped up to the plate. But that was we knew that was always going to be temporary. Right. Uh, Todd pretty much is the drummer, but I mean he's he's three quarters of our drummer. Mm -hmm. We really need a drummer that lives here to to write and, and practice and everything. But yeah. if you have to do it this way, Todd's the guy because he's always going to be ready. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We just we just had to adjust how we do things mm -hmm. all like just all around. You know how we book shows, how we practice how we write i mean pretty much every aspect involved in it yeah. has had to been adjusted because of the drummer situation but shit man it seems I feel like it's helping us out yeah, honestly, <laughs> dude, i mean i feel like we've done a really good job everybody yeah of, of adjusting our process you know mm -hmm. and kind of being thrown into the fire when i joined the band and then having yeah all this stuff happen and they're adjusting on the fly i think mm -hmm. it kept me from psyching myself out about it you know like yeah. i didn't get to think about how big it is and like how and doubt myself and stuff i just had time to to do it you know right. and that's all I, I all i had it's like just doing it so it's like i that kind of helped me i just think you know um quitting or not playing just it's just not an option mm -hmm. yeah so i think oh, yeah, i'll be playing yeah. <laughs> i mean i think yeah. that's just kind of like i working. tried that like i me too. I, I'm like, I used to be married. That's part of like I used to be married. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> it wasn't anything like anything bad happened, you know. I mean, to this day, if I see her, I give her a huge hug. You know, she's it's great to see her. She's, she's cool as hell. But uh, it just wasn't working anymore, and I was just my love is music. You know what I mean? Like uh, a lot of musicians that hear me saying this, they know what I'm fucking talking about, you know, or even mm -hmm. people that love to listen to music. They know what I'm talking about. You know, oh, it's yeah. like you have to choose one over the other. And I chose music, you know, cause it was just like, I just was doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't fair to her. Cause it's like, go, I'm leaving again. I'm leaving again. I'm leaving again. And she's like, I can't do I don't want to do this anymore. You know, mm. but I don't think I'm, you know, I'm happy. I'm making music. Uh, you know, I, my mistress is music. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you're happy. Yeah. It's yeah. right. Yeah. 
Um, I've, I'm not a drummer, but I have a question about what you mentioned about Luke. Um, what do you know? What he listened to to teach himself uh, metal drums? Well, he's into metal, but he plays guitar in a then, metal. Then you say it was band, a jazz drummer. His drumming style more of like a rock. When but he was he he was like a percussionist in college and got a, has a degree in like oh, okay. percussion and yeah stuff. he plays jazz but like yeah. he's in the, the college jazz band and okay. well he wasn't in the college jazz band but he's he played in his brother's jazz band oh okay yeah, yeah. but yeah he like yeah, he'd go play like girl from Ipanema yeah and come so, and play at our show yeah <laughs> but no, he was he was a good drummer he just what he like learned the double kicks and. The blast beat, the blast beat, the C yeah. beat. Like yeah, we tried to yeah. teach him the C beat. You know, we said you got to learn this beat. Yeah, that's the thing that weaves out. Like every drummer that we play with is like, there's been people come and jam, but they can't learn this beat. It's just an old like, it's an old punk beat, like discharge beat. Like the, they call it a D beat, uh -huh. and that's what gives us that crusty. If you don't play that D beat, that's not going to sound right. Yeah. right. Yeah. and a lot of drummers they just. It used to be back in the day, like punk drummers were everywhere yeah and so They're we would just be like we would just be like if you can get a punk drummer it's easier for them to, to learn metal than it is for a metal guy to learn punk right yeah which is backwards because the metal guys are so technical right yeah i think that's why yeah they don't have that loose feel yeah. like mm -hmm. it's like driving a dragster that's all the parts are loose on it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> wah, it takes off. It's like, oh. you don't know if it's going to fall apart. It's shimmying all over the place. It still goes down. It goes right down and finishes. You're yeah. like, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Luke, Luke's one of his favorite bands is Meshuggah. So that's a pretty good drum influence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to get boned up on your metal drumming. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But he's in a really good band called Eye Creatures here from Joplin. That's like a. Mixed between like Devo and like 90s garage rock. Oh, nice. It's oh, we love like that shit. Really, yeah. really strange music, but he sings and plays guitar in it. And then he's in this really brutal death metal kind of band called uh, Desolate Earth. He plays guitar in it. And yeah, because the first few shows we played locally, other people that know us, they'd see him and go, wow, this guy's, you guys need to get this guy to be in your band. Mm -hmm. And I said, he's not going to, he already said he's not going to be in the band. And so we played in this town near here and there's a guy that actually played some shows with us. That was his new band was at the show. And so he knew us. And so he's like, Hey, you guys got to get this guy to play drums in your band. He's really good. And we told him what was up. And he's like, he goes over to the get to Luke. And he's like, uh, you're the new drummer for Gravehopper, huh? He's like, no, he's like, no dude. He's like, you should be the new great, the new drummer, man. He goes, you fit in really good. And he's like, Oh man, I don't, I don't want to. Like the other guy wouldn't stop going. Then he goes, "I play guitar and sing in this other band." The guy goes, "Oh," and just turn around and watch. He's like, "He's like gonna stop that." You yeah. can't that. Yeah. He knew, man. He knew. Conversation's over. Yeah, <laughs> it's a guitar player. Yeah. Would you like to take a break and listen to Grave Huffer's cover of the Godflesh song "Like Rats"? Boy, would I.
Do you think? Do you think that uh, personality is equally as important as like musical ability when you're playing with other people? Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> that was yeah. another. Spent a lot of time in the van. Yeah, yeah, that was another great thing about both those guys is Luke and Todd as they fit in personality wise too. Mm. They sleep a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah that anytime, they both do sleep a lot. Yeah. yeah but no, it's yeah. Both of them it's a natural to hang out with them. It's oh cool. yeah. For sure. Yeah. You gotta be able to dish it out and take it. That's for, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And they do. Oh they do, for sure. I mean it really does help like uh, the band dynamic or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it. You know, it, it it's nice when Everybody can get along on eight or nine hour van rides. And, yeah. yeah. You know, you get to a venue and it's not ideal, you know, and it's like you just got to kind of pull together and like, well, we're going to have to fucking trudge through this shit yeah. and not take it out on each other. Yeah. And we've never had a bad show like, because of anything like that. Right. You know, like usually that's our therapy. Once we have the show, dude, we're yeah, all right. the best mood in the world. Yeah, dude. <laughs> usually, yeah, it is. It's weird. It's the like, payoff. Sometimes the lead up and you're like, man, fuck this. And then you get on stage and you're like, oh, you is, take it out. Yeah, you take it out on the stage. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. man, that was awesome. Yep. Yeah. And usually that's the way it is. Like sometimes you're like, ah, this show's going to suck. And then the, you get up there and play and like, man, this is one of the better shows we've played in a while. You know? mm -hmm. It's weird how that works. Yeah. So I have a question that's, um, I think we've both noticed that you guys are extremely good at self-promotion. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, we want to hire you guys to promote us. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really impressive. Richard. Really impressive. That's all Richie. Yeah, Richie works, works his ass off with that stuff. Like we all kind of split up jobs to do mm -hmm. in the band, you know? Yeah. And Richie excels at his job, you know? Yeah. It, and it's also the culture of the label too. Uh, yeah. Uh, Black Doom is really big on mm -hmm. everybody doing their part eat to promote other bands within the label too. Yep. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. <clears throat> do you guys have a, like a PR assistance or is it is it all richie pretty much it's all richie all, all yeah richie. i mean <laughs> all richie and tommy yeah honestly the only reason well i wouldn't say the only but i mean i work and i'm behind a computer at work all day yeah i do printing at, at a university and in my downtime which is a fair amount sometimes mm. like i'll just get online and i'll start you know thinking up stuff to post you know content to share blah 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 and it's taken a while to not get good at it but like figure out what stuff works and what stuff doesn't and what stuff beats the algorithms and all that sh stuff but yeah um because man sometimes you post you'll post something and you're like god damn no one gives a fuck and then sometimes you'll post something kind of silly and it's like blows up yeah <laughs> you just you never know what's gonna like get reach or whatever yeah you know? We've uh, we've noticed that for us too. Yep. So yeah. If we put a picture of our cat in the post, then you know there's a million likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's like oh my god, it's crazy how that works. But yeah. <laughs> you just you just never know what's gonna work. Stuff yeah. with links tends to and sh just sharing another post tends to just kind of fall flat for yep. some reason. Yeah. It's, it's really difficult, you know, or even tagging people sometimes. You're like, oh, a lot more people see it, but. I feel like 
social media tends to put the brakes on that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you just share a picture and then some information, then that seems to be the most successful as far as engagement and, and things like that. So at least that's what I've come together. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> But no, I just basically the only reason I do it is because I have a lot of fucking free time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other guys, they're working jobs where they're not have, you know, <laughs> they're not in front of a computer all day. So. Yeah. And my work doesn't care. So do you get to bring your guitar to work or no? <laughs> I probably could. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike used to work there too, and he did the mail. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would we we would joke about that. We're gonna bring we'll bring our so we could bring our guitars, bring our guitars, guitars and practice in there because yeah. yeah, we're down there by you're down there by yourself. Yep. Like you're running a job that's like twenty thousand copies. Yep. You know, so you're just like waiting for the waiting for the to machine. do his job. It breaks mm-hmm. down, and you're like really just chilling. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when stuff runs good, then you are. You're just kind of sitting there. Yeah, so, when you're getting paid by the hour, there's nothing better than when the power fails or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting paid and whatnot. I have to do my job right now. Dark <laughs> in here, man. <laughs> so, Travis, you mentioned that you only had a couple of weeks before your first show, right? Yes. How do you think your first show went? Well, th- those shows end up getting canceled. <laughs> oh. It was like right before pandemic. So I ended up not, not doing a single show that year at all. I think that was our first COVID cancel. Yeah. Cancel. Oh, yeah, it was. It I was like four or five. Of yeah, them. I would have had, n- I have no idea how that would have come out <laughs> because I'm not even really, I wasn't a singer up to this point. Like I've never sang in a band before or I, I used to know how to sing, but I never did like death metal singing in a band before. I kind of did at home a little bit, but I hadn't in a while. And I actually, when I decided to ask them to try out, I had no idea whether I could even do it or not. I just asked them <laughs> if I could try out. And I kind of tried to learn in two days and threw my voice out and everything, but they didn't have very many options. So I got to, <laughs> got to get the gig. By default. Right? Yeah. And uh, I don't well, know. He how- got the job. He showed up with like everything written down, notes and everything. So that impressed me right away. I was oh, like, yeah. well, he wrote down the lyrics and everything. I was yeah. like, there's step number one. I already knew him. Right. You know, so I was like, we can get, we're going to be able to get along with them easily. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's to me, that's yeah. about 80% of it. It is. Totally. It's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. It really is. I mean, but I was, and not being an alcoholic or a bad <laughs> alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucked up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So and then the next morning, <laughs> sorry guys, sorry guys. Like man, you're not sorry. Yeah, because you wouldn't keep doing. It. Yeah, those lyrics are too come at you too fast for me to be too drunk. Whenever. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there's no way we could do it. Fuck. Yeah, you could One be time, an alcoholic, like, but you can't be a bad alcoholic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Because before the show, you get drunk before the show, you will. I'll, you know, you'll hear it from all of us. Yeah, uh, I drink. I usually have one or two. And it's not even usually there's we play a lot of stuff that's not even any beer at sometimes i don't even want to buy it but if i drink it's like one or two before the show and then maybe one after but i'm so i drink so little that i'm a lightweight so i really gotta gotta yeah. watch it same here but yeah, yeah. Those, those shows i was kind of i didn't want shows to get canceled and i didn't want what was going on to be going on like it was but part of me was relieved because 
I don't know if I, I would have probably embarrassed this band, you know, no. I, like, <laughs> I would have had to be have, holding lyrics in my hand, either that or just totally faking them. But Richie was going to help you because Richie, yeah, Richie can sing. We've too. done shows where Richie, uh, he sang the whole show. Yeah, there, there's half the time I don't even know what lyrics I'm singing. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> just, trying make, just trying to make some kind of semblance of vowels and consonants. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but there's a lot of bands that made a career out of that. Right. Yeah, that's true. Bo Yellis is getting ready to practice. <laughs> I guess we could take it on there if we had to. Yeah. Yeah, we can go in the other room, take it in the other room. <laughs> so we learned about Richie's past and inspirations when he was on the show but mike and travis um how do you guys start out playing music what got you into music what are some of your inspirations um early on it was i wasn't raised in a, i was in a raised in a religious home and so there wasn't a lot of like rock and like the most closest thing to rock was the rock that made it on the top 40 like Bon Jovi, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I just liked all kinds of music. And then like around fifth grade, I started getting into rap and then like Run DMC and stuff like that. And then sixth grade, it was hair metal. And then it moved into thrash. And then in high school is kind of when I started listening to all kinds of stuff. And like, because I listened to Mr. Bungle and Faith <coughs> Moore. And so that took me into a lot of different directions. So my, I'm kind of proud that my musical taste has always kept adding on to it. And I didn't like, settle in at a certain age and didn't you know quit liking stuff after that point i yeah. still find myself liking stuff i never thought i would have liked like things i revisit and didn't like is you know mm -hmm. when i was younger i like now and yeah same here i just like all kinds of music honestly and and what i like about this band we're a metal band but we've not we've almost never turned down any but any idea because of it be going in a different direction like we just right. kind of let it happen naturally <laughs> When we write songs and record, we put it completely behind us, and we're always starting fresh on the next one. Cool. I think, uh, Travis, you and I kind of have a similar path with what we got into and when. Oh, Like cool. with the rap and then the hair metal, and then it just kind of got deeper and deeper, but I always love to go back and revisit all of that shit. Yeah. We still, yeah. We yeah. still love all of it. And I, I usually like got into stuff kind of in the middle of the career and worked backwards, like, or whatever year I heard it. Like if I was watching Headbangers Ball and uh, would see a video, the album I'd check out would be the one that the video is from. And so I've had a lot of like things that kind of threw me, threw me for a loop yeah. because I heard like the wrong album from them or yeah. something. Like the first... The, the first uh, Celtic Frost album I heard, or it wasn't an album, it was on Headbangers Ball, but I'd seen everybody with Celtic Frost stickers and patches like they were legends. And But then the first thing I heard was like Cold Lake on oh. Headbangers Ball. Oh, that's too I, bad. <laughs> like, this, I go, this isn't terrible, but I don't know why people are freaking out about it. <laughs> I started hearing the old shit and I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> right. What about you, but Mike? I, yeah. What about you, Mike? Um, as far as me, like, I was into music as a kid. Like, my mom had a, like a 66 Mustang, you know. Like, I was born in 1970, so I kind of grew up in the 70s. And 
I just remember riding in her Mustang, listening to music all the time, you know, wings and shit on the radio, that kind of shit. Nice. But I always loved music and then had a friend that played guitar and he's in a band like really fast and he said, he told me how easy it was. He's like, because I always thought guitar was like this mystical thing, like you had to learn how to play it, you know, like. I had friends that would play guitar and they had to take lessons and stuff. Like, I thought it was like learning how to play a piano, you know? But my friend Brad's like, dude, it's so easy to do this. He's like, I'm already in a band after two weeks. <laughs> I was like, I go, dude, my brother has a bass in his closet. He's like, get it out. So he like showed me how to write down this weird tablature that he had. It looked like fractions, you know? And I got home and started just. He goes, don't try to learn any songs, man. It's really hard. He goes, just try start writing your own. And so he kind of tricked me into thinking, yeah, it's easy and it's easier to write songs. And so I went home and started writing songs. Hmm. And then uh, like two days later, I made a band with my friends and we're like trying to have practice, you know, because he goes, yeah, you got to all, you know, he's told me how to do it. So I get in my parents' garage and I like showed this guy how the song goes and it sounds terrible like we're like i go man he's playing it right i'm playing it right it just sounds awful <laughs> we can figure it out man so like i, I called my friend that night he looked because my friend lives in tulsa this is like two hours from here and he goes i go dude i go i was playing we we're all playing the right shit it just sounded messed up and he's like well did you guys tune and i said yeah i was in tune and he was in tune he's like no did you tune together and i was like what do you mean he's like you hit your top string and he has to hit his top string too and then you make them sound the same and then you tune your guitars i was like oh no we didn't even do that he's like, he's like that's why it sounded like shit well yeah that but you know i just got into punk early you know because i just felt like i was a skateboarder and skateboarding and punk was was in hand in hand you know yep but that was my start my but my brother was a metalhead and i didn't really get metal till i was like later on because he's like would play iron maiden and i'm like man the band is awesome i go but what's up with the singer man I'm like, <laughs> he should be like screaming and yelling and my brother's like you just don't get it you know <laughs> Do you get it but now? Yeah, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the pretty singing. Like, I felt like the band was beating you up, and the singer was like trying to make you feel better. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he was. I'm sorry, my band's kicking your ass. Good cop. <laughs> band's bad cop. Singer's good cop. Yeah. <laughs> but now I get it. You know, I mean, you know, I'm an old crusty, so I love metal and punk. Yeah. There, you can be a powerful, pretty singer. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think uh, I like D. Snyder. Yeah, D. Snyder. I used to love Twisted Sister when I was a kid. Yeah, but Under the Blade was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just I, like music. Yeah, I got to meet D. Snyder in a random random hair metal fest in Ohio a yeah. few years ago. He's yeah. the nicest yeah. guy ever. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> well, I hope he was nice. Oh, was, he's so nice. Yeah, he was. Okay, because awesome. yeah. I perceive him as a nice guy. It seems like he's really smart too. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, his management was like, all right, that's it. And I was like the next one in line. And he's like, no, I got to do one more. And I was the last person he took a picture with. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. 
And the the position they were in, oh, she shut up. she didn't she didn't know where to put her hand, so it's on his breast. It is. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty funny. Tag me to you. So you mentioned Twisted Sister. That um, kind of leads into our next question about bands or songs that you've covered. I know you've done Frank Zappa, Twisted Sister, Godflesh, Black Sabbath. Have you done any others? And are you going to do any others? Well, um, we did... Um, We've done Ramones and um, Celtic Frost. Uh, as far as like what we've recorded, Venom. Um, I don't think. Oh, yeah, no, never recorded I don't think we recorded Venom. Venom, but we did In League with Satan like a long time ago. Um, gosh, what else did we play? We played some Black Flag. Um, golly. Black Sabbath, Hand of Doom. Hand of Doom. Yeah, we used to play that live. Um, but yes, we are going to record some more covers. We, we're talking about doing. Um, a cathedral cover, uh, sui- not, maybe nausea, nausea, suicidal tendencies. Nice, nice. Um, shit, what else? It seemed like there was a couple of other ones. What suicidal oh. would you do? What were we gonna do? Possessed, escape. possessed. Nice. Or no, not possessed. Escape. Possessed off the first album. Possessed, nice. and then um, the one that's like I think it's the first song, right? Well, yeah, you'll be sorry. What the hell is the name of it? And also, it's the, like two. In the one song right. with the two double vocals. Like, I want more. We've talked about that one. Yeah, I want more would yeah, be cool. I want but more. then I got like all sad because all the lyrics applied to me. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to work at McDonald's. at McDonald's. I've worked at McDonald's. Don't want to be part of what I can do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Murray hated me. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna cover that one just to torture Travis. These covers we released here, a lot of it is because of the time waiting for the album to come out, and we just wanted to kind of not pe- let people forget about us. So we wanted stuff to kind of release in between. In yeah, between. we turned the we turned the album in in June last June, and we're still waiting for the vinyl to come out. Yeah, like that's how long of a line the line for vinyl is like eleven months. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that. We keep hearing it. Mm-hmm. Freaking oh, yeah. insane! But then mm-hmm. the other day, I saw the Rolling Stones released this box set. It's got like twelve fucking albums in it. <laughs> I'm like, that's where I all the vinyl, right? Go. <laughs> 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 God damn! All those I was like. Cause you know they cut right in line. It's the Rolling Stones, yeah. dude. <laughs> they don't have to wait. Well, they're gonna die soon, so they gotta. Get <laughs> oh my god! Not keep that was Travis. <laughs> I didn't. That was not Mike. <laughs> no, Mick Jagger. Oh no, that wasn't Mick Jagger that died. That was that was, Don, that was, that was Don Knotts. I always get Don Knotts. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Don not singing for the Stones. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Instead of like, Andy, oh Andy, oh Andy, Ange, Ange. Yeah, they called him Ange. Ange, oh Ange. God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be awesome, dude. I'd fucking first one. I always wanted to be in a two-generation cover band, like. A band that covers somebody as somebody else, yeah. like the Dread Zeppelin. Yeah, they do the '70s covers as a reggae band with an Elvis impersonator. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always thought typo. I thought it, I always thought it'd be cool to be a 
a cover band but cover them as typo negative yeah I honestly think typo negative could cover anything right and they've proven they can cover yeah. a lot of stuff but right. i think yeah like i had them pictured as singing waterfalls from tlc and you say that <laughs> oh, doesn't work oh, and yes it does <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Love it. (laughs) And duets too that shouldn't be done, like Meatloaf and Peter Steele together. (laughs) Oh, what they do? I got you, babe. Oh, Oh, I'm perilous, because Peter, you've got me in. Jeez, you guys could cut me off any time. <laughs> Seriously, like, when we go on these long ass giants, we don't even turn the stereo on. This time. <laughs> <laughs> this is all it. Travis just doesn't stop. There's not a whole lot. Of, I, my job in the band is to make sure there are no awkward silences. So, You're killing it. Killing it. Serious. Um, so, all right. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Nope. It's you were going to ask it. Go ahead. Um. We wanted to ask you about the controversial Tennessee Metal Devastation Fest that you played last year. Yeah. How did so two two parts to that? How did how did that go? Was there a huge satanic panic at the <laughs> festival? And um, are you playing it again this year? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, not so much. Yes, but yes, we are. I don't know if we're supposed to say we are, but. I guess there's a high possibility. There's a very, very high chance we are. Um, but yeah, it went really fucking cool. I mean, it went really well. Like probably the best show we've played in a long time, um, if not the coolest. Uh, it, it, it's like one of those things where meeting your all your internet friends all in one place. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so cool. Like meeting people we've done interviews with and um people that have played our music for all these years and so i mean it's stuff like that just kind of i don't know what i'm trying to say but it kind of kind of i don't know it's like oh you're a real person you know you're not just somebody behind uh, a text behind a computer yeah yeah and um so it's just it's just really cool you know and then networking with you know new newer people and there really wasn't any I think there was like one guy that tried to protest the thing or whatever, but um, <laughs> one he guy, got, he got yeah, one guy. Wow. Yeah. He, and he's super creepy about it I too. He, he wasn't was. like, yeah. He like went up to one of the bands and was like accusing them of being satanic and yeah. stuff. And he had his hands in his pockets. And they got really weirded out. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they went, there's some policemen went like milling about, you know, and they came over there and escorted him out of there. Yeah. Was he yeah, inside? happy that nothing happened it was like such a relaxing day for them right yeah they're just chilling the yeah, were chilling. like yes because cool. there's no fights that everyone was chill it was oh, yeah. super fun it was awesome most of the big deal was online but uh, leading up to it right the, it's funny though the way they had it set up the gate was like down by the road and you had and you couldn't even see the stage from there so if you wanted to protest you had to buy a ticket Oh, that's cool. That's funny. The protest. Yeah, Yeah, the stage is really far from the entrance. Yeah. The only thing controversial about it is the freaking 
point of view of the people protesting because like there was nothing controversial about anything that went on that day. Yeah, it was just a big old family reunion with a bunch of metalheads. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah. would have been really disappointed to see that we weren't sacrificing anything. And yeah, it was a night. It was like real sunny outside. Yes. We were all. You know, the weather was nice. Was like <laughs> one of us asked the policeman if there was any trouble that day or the night before, and he said the only trouble we've had with this is we didn't have enough hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like all the hotel rooms are sold out, and you'd think the community would be like wanting the money in their community, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just like, man, if they don't want it, let's go somewhere else. Because you don't want to yeah. be walking to the lion's den with your van loaded with equipment, you know? Yeah, yeah. they're talking about cutting the power and like doing all kinds of weird stuff. It's like that's awful christian he did yeah not yeah. to judge us in that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> right do you think all that do you think all yeah. that leading up to the show actually helped promote it yeah oh yeah. definitely yeah because yeah. there were quite a few people that were like man i gotta see what this is all about <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's great <laughs> listen because d snyder commented and reacted to some of those posts yeah nice. twitter so, on twitter's yeah. Like, <laughs> hey that's the second time we talked about i d. know <laughs> <laughs> their facebook page loved our song cool they did yeah. Yeah. nice yeah oh that's cool <laughs> yeah that was kind of wild because yeah, we weren't making fun of it we weren't making fun of it at all like we all love Twisted Sister. We recognized it as a song that could be a real fucking heavy. heavy. It is heavy. If you watch yeah, Twisted, yeah, it's heavy. You watch some old Twisted Sister videos, they're fucking heavy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're fucking heavy. And I liked them because they weren't pretty like right. the other. <laughs> <people, man. They laughs> like, yeah. Well, I was Travis again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like, Poison tried to look like supermodels and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. They didn't care. They just, like, they look like they've just been playing bingo and drinking vodka while they're playing bingo and they're done and they're going to have a cigarette. Yeah, get, have, have a cigarette. cigarette. Yeah. I was going to say call an Uber, but they didn't have Ubers back then. <laughs> Taxis. Yeah. 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 No, they're, yeah. Oh, Twisted was awesome. I remember seeing the back of Shout at the Devil when it first came out. And I was like, I forgot how old I was back then, like 13 or 14 or something, probably 13. And um, I remember seeing them on the back. I was like, who are these weird looking girls? (laughs) 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 Seriously, man. Oh, oh, they're not? Okay. (laughs) I better take that poster down. Right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I need to move that poster from my ceiling to my wall. Yeah. <laughs> this just got weird. <laughs> that girl's name is Vince. It's <laughs> short for Vincenia. Oh, that girl's name is Vince. <laughs> oh, so, that is wild that that was such a style, like, to make you rebellious and manly, it was to look... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's, just, I, it's I can kind of see it, though, because it's like a juxtaposition. Well, it all, it all started with the fucking railroad. It all started with train engineers dressing like that. Really? 
It just popped in my head, dude. Sorry. Yeah. We have to do a lot of fact-checking on this interview. You probably already Googled my great-great-grandfather and the snapper and didn't find anything. <laughs> We did actually Google that and something really weird came up, so. (laughs) (laughs) Some weird Irish fetish. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys have a bunch of shows lined up, right? Mm, yeah. And I saw that you guys, so we're in uh, Rochester, New York, and I saw mm-hmm. that you guys are playing, in, or have plans to play in New Jersey. They did not this year. We did last We did last year. Oh. Yeah. Well, are you going to make it up to anywhere in our vicinity in, in the near future? Um, Someone in Pennsylvania was really wanting to see yeah. them up there. That's in the neighborhood. I think Detroit is the closest we're coming, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's in September. How close is that? It's not it's too not, far. Detroit's is it? pretty far. That's yeah, still pretty far. I think you gotta go through some lakes to we're make. Talking about Michigan. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go around lakes. <laughs> we can afford ferry, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to see you guys live. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've heard Rochester's got a pretty cool scene. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's not a huge city, but there's a pretty good scene here. Yep. Is it Immolation from there? They're from Yonkers. Oh, they're from Yonkers. Okay. Immolation. They're awesome. Ross. Yeah. Ross actually lives here, but Ross Dolan does. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um. But yeah. I mean, uh, I think Bob's still in Yonkers, and then yeah. I don't know. A couple of the other. They're spread out now. Yep. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the bass player from Emilation? Ross. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy that Man. talked to me at that yeah. show. Mm-hmm. He was we super opened, nice. Yeah, we opened yeah. Super nice. 2011 or something. And yeah, yeah, he Tulsa, was, right? Yeah, Tulsa. Was in Tulsa. Yeah, he was. They were all really nice guys. Yeah, they're awesome, yeah. awesome guys. Yeah. yeah. Is Danny Loker still there in Rochester? Yep. Oh, oh, that's my hero. Yeah. <laughs> that's my bass hero. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, like Cliff Burr, of course, was like, the first guy, Mike Watt, you know, for the Minutemen. But Danny Loker is the one who I was always chased after and thought he was the man, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> yep. Hasn't he been on the show before? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yep. I would love to meet him, man. That'd be so cool. We had I Ross and Bob on the show, too. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah, on your... It was on her birthday, uh, 30, oh. 39th yep. birthday. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, it really was cool. good stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, we always like to end the show with nonsense questions, but before we do so, is there anything you guys want to talk about that we didn't cover? Talking about the new album coming out. Oh, yeah, next Friday. This fr- Friday, right? Or yeah, Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah, the new album comes out this Friday. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna be CD and digital. The vinyl will probably be out mm, late summer, early fall. I'm guessing. Um, Necro Enclosion is gonna be repressed. Oh, cool! Because kinda... it's sold out. Like the first press sold out, and um, it's gonna have bonus tracks on it, won't it? I don't think that's so. the one. We're, oh, we're not doing it on that one. I no, okay. we're gonna do it. I said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I think we're gonna. 
I don't know which one we were going to do, but um, yeah, we've got a lot of like material in the can, so to speak, that we could release as bonus stuff, which uh, Mike's trying to start a label called Thunder Chief Records. Well, not trying to, he has. And um, we're going to start putting all of our old stuff that's like, like used not to, under contract. Right. Yeah. yeah that yeah. used to be on other labels. We're going to put it on Thunder Chief. And uh, we're going to start putting bonus material on it and stuff. and Because there's some stuff that we've put out that was just on vinyl or just on CD or whatever. And so now that we own all that stuff outright, we're, we'll be able to release it however we want to. Nice. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be doing some more of that this year. But, but um, yeah, we've we got a lot of shows lined up, though. So that, that's kind of the getting the record out playing the shows that's kind of where we're at right now and then you know i'm sure we'll we'll be writing more material as we go like we've already got a few things a few ideas here and there for the next record so nice yeah that's awesome all right you ready for some nonsense sure yeah <laughs> you mean i haven't been enough if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Mm. That's a good question. Dang. Um, I'm surprised you haven't answered that yet. <laughs> <laughs> goober guts. Since they used to be called goober peas. Oh, okay. All right. Goober or it could be nut paste, but that doesn't. <laughs> that's what I was, was going to say nut cream. Nut paste. <laughs> All right, nut paste it is. All right. All right. Question Why? number two. Oh, nut butter. I, I'd probably call it nut butter. <laughs> well, that works too. <laughs> Depends on what the rating of the demographic did. I, uh, do, do we know what it comes from? Like, did someone say this is for peanuts, or is it just something we stumbled upon? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, the peanut is kind of a re-engineered goober peat. What they used to yeah, be goober peat. Are we are we just seeing this in a bowl and no one's around? <laughs> uh, or somebody like, a mystery hey, bowl. Like, this do, is peanuts. Do we have previous knowledge this is made of from peanuts? peanuts. Like, yeah. If you were calling something and you didn't know what yeah. it's from, oh, that's a that's good a different question. Yeah, because it's it's a pasty consistency, so the paste has still got to be in there somewhere. Uh, I'd probably call it wood butter or something. Yeah, beige wood butter, beige paste, beige paste. That's appetizing. Living room. I'm, what color is this living room? Beige paste. <laughs> beige, yeah, beige paste. I'm caught by call it salmon spread. <laughs> you're expecting salmon, and you're like, whoa, that doesn't taste like fish. <laughs> you have all the things. Well, it's wood butter. I call it wood butter, I think. Yeah. That's a good question, though. I like that. I That's do too. Cool. Yeah. All right. One more question. What is something. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's okay. kind of nonsense, yeah. Uh, what is something that you refuse to share? Like share with other like physically or to tell somebody? Your choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that statement becomes true no longer if I tell you. That's true. So, uh, that's like the Pinocchio paradox. I guess I will <laughs> I like to listen to Neil Diamond 
And that's like, I guess, something you don't There's want. There's nothing wrong with Neil Diamond. We love Neil Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's get, not that scary. Yeah. That's not very scary. That's well, yeah. Well, that's there's a big old gap between the thing, the next stuff that I really don't want. <laughs> like the toilets. <laughs> I figured like food. Like if you're oh yeah, if I'm if it's a food, you yeah, know, not sure toilet food. paper, underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a given. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey, can I borrow that toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> Toothbrush. Because the other side's still yeah, clean. Yeah, the other side's still. Man, we really got to conserve this toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like those shittings things. Have you guys seen those? It's like a wet white glove. So you can really get in there. These things exist. They're called shittings. What? For the truckers and people who are on the road that don't get to shower every day but need to clean there. Uh, that's what that's for? Yeah, it's kind of keeping cleaner down there because like... I thought it was like after you poo. Well, it is, but you can just use toilet paper if you're in a convenience spot. It's like something for... Uh, okay, because dude, I was like, how are you going to wipe with that on one side? <laughs> then the other side is totally clean. You put, you put your fingers in your teeth and pull it off that way. <laughs> I know. Like, the other side is totally clean. So you wipe on one side. Why do you wipe with the back of your hand? And then how do you get the glove off? Yeah, the get the glove off. You got to pull the glove off, dude. Getting the, the glove, glove off is the creepiest Smell part. the glove. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the creepiest part. You just part like of keep process. swinging it till the flies but, off. Yeah. I can see where they're coming from, though. I like Link and like a lot of musicians. But we need Grave Hunter yeah. wipes. <laughs> God, wipes. <laughs> wipes. <laughs> just wipes. Grave Hunter wipes. <laughs> yeah, Grave Hunter dot 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 wipes. Wipes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it for the nether regions. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Don't go into the nether regions of hell when your nether regions smell. <laughs> God. What's that? I'm already come up with a slogan. <laughs> I just need a picture. <laughs> and a, a celebrity spokesperson. Do you think Corey Feldman would do it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Especially if, if we put diamonds on the shit and do that because it looks like the Michael Jackson glow. Ow. I like bright stones on the backside. Have a moonwalk backwards and then when it gets there, you wipe it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure we get sued for something like that. I'm I don't sure. think... Oh my god! Sorry, guys. <laughs> I hope you guys are good at editing. <laughs> this, this is all gold. Yeah, this is oh awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we want to thank you so much for your time today. Um, I know hey, you we guys. Thank you for your time. Yeah. All your, all your episodes, man. That's a lot of episodes. That's yeah. Kick ass. Yeah. Thanks for spending our 200th with us. Yeah, too. thank you. Oh, right yeah, thank you. That's, cool. That's awesome. I feel like yeah. we need Green Day going into the Green <laughs> Day song going into the uh, credits. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> this is your last show though, so the, the Green Day is for people's last shows. What? Never mind. That, <laughs> <laughs> that over. Is that what they're playing? No, that overused. Uh, Hope you had the time of your life. <laughs> oh, you know, oh yeah. <laughs> play at the end of clip shows and things like that. Oh my you know? god. Funerals. And graduations. <laughs> Funerals. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well thanks thanks a lot guys. Thank you. Thank you. We had a lot of fun man. Us thanks too. Thanks for what you do for the scenes. Thank you very much. Keep it up. You, you too. too. You too. Take Bye. care, guys. Bye, guys. Take care. See you. Later. I remember um, the last time 
the first time we talked to Richie, really liking him. He was super likable. Absolutely. And now his, not sure about the drummer, but his two other bandmates that we've met today, Mike and Travis, were equally as likable. Absolutely. And um, I'm sure Todd is too. I'm sure he is. It was a pleasure talking to them. Yeah, and it was a fun way to spend our 200th episode, which still blows my fucking mind. I know. I'm really proud of us. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Hopefully we can uh, meet them in person sometime and see them play live. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. But uh, why don't we uh, end it with one more new Grave Huffer song? Okay. So we're going to play something off of the upcoming Depart From So Much Evil release, again, coming out this Friday. We're going to play our favorite tune off of the release called Brainstorm. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And don't go into the nether regions of hell when your nether regions smell. (laughs) 